This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, October 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Fire overtakes wine. Wine impacts air. Wine inspires cannabis market and bolstering port inspections. Vineyards hit by Kincaid Fire in Sonoma. The Kincaid Fire sparked to life Wednesday and rapidly consumed more than 10,000 acres. In the dark and without power, residents in Sonoma County, town of Guyersville, and neighboring vineyards evacuated. Pacific Gas and Electric had preemptively shut off power to more than 27,000 homes and businesses in the county ahead of high winds, which later reached 76 miles an hour. At least two large buildings at Crazy Creek Vineyards and Alexander Valley were damaged or destroyed, as were dozens of homes of the area. Residents also reported spot fires on vineyards. The winds have since dropped off, but the fire remains zero percent contained. Smoke haze is now starting to drift into the Bay Area. Wine committees to discuss Central Valley air. The State Senate and Assembly Wine Committees will meet in Lodi on October 31st to discuss air quality rules in the Central Valley. The main talk will be on wine fermentation emissions, according to Family Winemakers of California. Cecilia Aguar-Curry of Winters will be taking feedback on how new emission rules could impact wine processing and quality. Two panel discussions will also provide an overview of the Valley's grape production with input from local businesses, tourism, and industry representatives. The Valley Air District and UC researchers will also take part. The event will be streamed online. Remember, Aguar Curry told AgriPulse last month this emission issue is a frustrating one. Many wineries have open-air fermentation, and the impacts on air quality vary across the state. She promised to work with UC Davis to study the data. I'm afraid the Air Resource Board will mandate this all the way through the state, she said, and that's not going to work for me. Cannabis Growers Grapple with County of Origin Bill The Cannabis Advisory Board this week recommended the state's Bureau of Cannabis Control expand the country of origin measure to include cities as well. The measure, Senate Bill 185, had passed the legislature with unanimous votes this year and was signed into law by Governor Newsom earlier this month. The bill borrowed from the wine industry to mandate that only cannabis grown in Humboldt County can carry that name, for example. The advisory committee also recommended the certification require the cannabis to be grown in the ground and without supplemental lighting. Paul Hansbury, a cultivator from Mendocino Valley, explained that without this provision, anyone growing with a large indoor scene might be able to just hitchhike on the reputation and the work that all these small farmers have been doing for generations. Yet grower Steve Oku in San Mateo County restricts cannabis farms from discharging irrigation water into the groundwater table. He was confused why the county of origin rule would exclude his operation if he put the soil in a pot and ultimately grew a healthier plant with fewer inputs. Trinity County grower John Brown gave one reason why. It's very exclusive in nature, he said, like the very successful wine countries in Europe. Pence talks tough on China. 
U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin are scheduled to resume negotiations with Chinese Vice Premier Liu He today in an effort to finalize Phase 1 of a trade pact that is promised to result in massive increases of U.S. ag exports to China. Vice President Mike Pence yesterday ripped into China over its treatment of Hong Kong protesters and Uyghur Muslims, accusing the country of continuing to steal U.S. technology and promise continued support for Taiwan. All sore topics for the Chinese. President Trump still believes Beijing wants to make a deal, and we welcome this support for American agriculture and hope it can be signed soon. But China knows there's a whole range of structural and significant issues between our countries that also must be addressed, Pence said in a speech in Washington. Trump has said he hopes that he and Chinese President Xi Jinping will be able to sign the trade pact next month when they attend the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit in Chile. Bill to bolster port inspections passes. The Senate has passed a bill to ramp up the number of agricultural inspectors at ports and airports. The Protecting America's Food and Agriculture Act would authorize Customs and Border Protection to hire 200 more agricultural specialists each year. The bill passed by the Senate by voice vote yesterday afternoon. A companion measure is pending in the House. Appropriators pressed to boost broadband funding. A bipartisan group of nearly 50 House members is asking Senate and House appropriators in a letter to put more money into the USDA's Reconnect Rural Broadband Funding Program. Kids have a tough time finishing homework. Businesses can't recruit the workers they need, and farmers forego taking advantage of the latest technologies, simply due to their zip code. That representative Abigail Spanberger of Virginia, a lead co-author of the letter, speaking with AgriPulse. The House Fiscal 2020 spending bill provided more money to USDA for the loan and grant program, but the Senate does not. What's next? Well, the Senate will continue debate next week on a package of bills that includes the USDA funding measure for FY20. Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby of Alabama said that the House and Senate will likely need until January or February to finish negotiating differences in those and other 2020 bills. Farm groups welcome change in pesticide rules. A new proposal on pesticide application exclusion zones has the ag community cheering and farm worker advocates fuming. The proposal, announced yesterday by EPA, would limit AEZ's buffers that are 100 feet for aerial spraying and 25 feet for ground applications to the farmer's property. EPA said it was too difficult for growers to ascertain who might be affected off their property. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said the changes will, quote, make it easier for farmers and growers to comply with the AEZ requirements. But an attorney for farm worker justice, Iris Figueroa, said the proposed language would lead to more people being exposed to pesticide drift. Here's today's She Said It. The state has enacted multiple measures in response to the fires, but there's more to be done. That Senate pro tem Tony Atkins announcing a working group to investigate the public safety power shutoffs. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, October 25th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.